0: Well, the wait is over. It's only been uh, 60-plus years, Mark, but the Pro Bowl is finally done So, as as far as we know it, uh, in terms of uh, how they're going to schedule things. I was very excited about the news. It's been a long time coming. Uh, It it just wasn't what it was when they founded it back in 1951, but now the Pro Bowl is going to consist of skills challenges and flag football. What say you?
1: I say that as long as the retroactive uh, Pro Bowls beforehand that counted still continue on, like Mitch Trubisky still a Pro Bowler, uh, because of alternates not wanting to play in the game, and it whittles down to then like the the eighth person who was voted, then I'm cool with it. I uh, that was the only thing. Uh, in all seriousness, that is the thing I hate the most about the Pro Bowl in the last like decade and a half is you would get guys who get to earn the title Pro Bowler. Because the the starters, without a doubt, the Brady's, the Manning's, those people, they're like, I'm out. I'm not doing it. And then you go to, like, another guy, and he's like, no, I'm actually out. I'm not going to do it. And all of a sudden, you have people like Mitch Trubisky playing in a Pro Bowl. Then they get the title of, like, on his resume, it says Pro Bowler, where it's like, well, no, no, no. Yeah. You actually didn't earn the vote. You didn't earn the original spot. So if this course corrects back to – Guys can be invited for skill challenges, but not actually be a pro bowler. Then I'm a hundred percent in on this, like a hundred percent in and play a flag football game. It doesn't have to be the guys who made the pro bowl. Just play a flag football game of people who want to do it. I like to get back to the honor of, Hey, if you're a pro bowler, it's like making an all pro like it has real weight to it. Yes. It's a fan vote thing. Uh, that's part of it. So it's always going to be a little skewed, but I I do like, I do like the getting it back to a little bit more of that seriousness of no, 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 it's an honor. If you make a pro bowl.
0: Yeah. And I mean, what every year, whoever plays in the super bowl, usually those two teams are going to have a significant number of pro bowlers. They always opt out because of course they got the super bowl, you know, right afterwards. So Absolutely. they're not going to play in this thing. This will actually open that up a little bit, maybe for some of them to participate in some form or fashion. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Also what I thought about with the flag football, I don't know if this is how they're going to do it, but you can actually see like, offensive linemen or defensive player yeah. actually running routes and catching passes. Right. Like I'd love to see TJ Watt running a around and, and catching a pass and trying to throw it around and
1: blowing out his ACL.
0: Yeah. That'd be sweet. Uh, dear God, please. No, no, <laughs> we, we, uh, we have enough issues over there in Pittsburgh right now, um, <laughs> but I, I will say, yeah, that it's uh it's a welcome site. It's been a, a long time coming and, and they were, they've been showing clips back to like, Oh, four, you know, when Peyton Manning and Big Ben Those were, were slinging great. it. Those are awesome. The ratings are going to skyrocket, especially for this year, because of just curiosity. But I think it's going to be so much better for the ratings in general, too. Also,
1: Peyton Manning's production company, Omaha Productions, which just did that video with Eli, they are the ones who are hired, I think, with the NFL and ESPN to, like, come up with what it's going to look like, how it's all going to be put together in the broadcast for it. So – and Peyton himself is going to be heavily involved. So I think it's going to be – it's good entertainment. That was something I loved as a kid watching Cordell Stewart versus, uh, you know what I mean, Phil Rivers throwing bombs, you know what I mean, and like, oh, yeah. and then and then it went away by like 08, 09. That was gone for like a decade. Then they then they brought it back a couple of years ago, and and it's kind of getting back to its old form. Um, I think that's fun. I think having these guys just having a fun weekend in Vegas, just watch a bunch of weird uh, competitions like that. I had a, my cousin actually comment. I, I was talking about this on Facebook and he had a great comment. They need to do stuff where footballers compete in regular things too. Like wide receivers doing a great British baking off. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you have to bake a cake. You have an hour uh, offensive lineman doing something like a knitting challenge. They all have to sit down and like knit a mitten. You know what I mean? Like just doing stuff random like that could be really funny. I don't know if that's the core of your Pro Bowl activities, but if they did offshoot stuff like that be really hilarious. Defensive lineman obviously doing like a pie-eating contest would be amazing.
0: I would love to see tight end challenge, uh, you know, who could carry the most groceries
1: yeah, all in one you
0: trip. Grocery
1: know? bags with the tight ends. <laughs> That'd be great.
0: That'd be good stuff. Looking forward to it for sure. There should be a lot of uh, interesting, you know, uh, things that they can bring into it. With uh, Peyton Manning at the helm, I am confident that it will oh, be yeah. a well-run production and presentation for sure. So we had a, a good Lord. I feel like I say this every week, We a crazy week of football yet again, just so many unexpected things happening. Uh, we have the only winless team being the Las Vegas Raiders with that high powered offense after the acquisition of Devonte Adams the Raiders. Who, uh, is not even a top three leading receiver on his team right now. He might not even be top four leading receiver. Don't at,
1: remind at me. He's not my fantasy team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No, it's pretty rough there uh, in Vegas for sure. Uh, I had some other interesting things as well. You know, the bears are two and one somehow. Hey, go, go Chicago. They're finding a way to to pull out a win, but yeah, I never
1: felt more sick in my life after a win.
0: Hey, you know, a wins a win, right? That's kind of how I felt after the Steelers beat the Bengals in week one. Really? It was just like, ah, that, that didn't feel so great. Didn't feel good. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so we, we've got a lot to talk about in in regards to week three and uh, a lot of weird things happening within these games that didn't really, Uh, have to do so much with the game, but, uh, you know, just some other, you know, tidbits as well. So we'll get into it for sure with our week three recap here on the football lounge with Mark and Dan, let's go Steelers and, and the Browns in Cleveland, Thursday night football game. Uh, You know, pretty much a stinker really throughout uh, until the second half when the Browns just ran down the Steelers throats in this 113 yards on the ground for Nick Chubb and you know, Jacoby Brissett, really uh, uh, pretty efficient in this one, 21-31, to 31, 220, and a couple touchdowns to boot, no interceptions for him. Steelers fall in this one, 29-17. Uh, you know, I it, it's weird to say, the offense actually looked better in the first half than they had all season long, and, you know, part of it is when they run in the no huddle. Th- that's kind of been the Steelers thing for the last five, six years. When they run no huddle, they are successful, and, and then just they don't do, the do it.
1: No he when is, when Mitch was with the bears, the the best when Mitch was, was just high tempo, quick decisions. Don't overthink it. No huddle.
0: Absolutely. And he has the athleticism and the raw talent. That's when it comes out, right? The, yeah. the throws off platform that are, you know, still, he has the arm strength to get it there. But, uh, we also had George Pickens make what I, that's gotta be the catch of the year because yeah, it's right one of now, the greatest sure. catches Absolutely. I've ever seen. But, yeah, Browns uh, beat the Steelers. Uh, They are now 2-1 and on the year. Great start for Cleveland, you know, given that we were saying they just really had to go 500, try to find a way to go 500 without Deshaun Watson. They'd have a chance at making the playoffs. It looks like they're at least well on their way, given how great that run game is, and and a pretty good defense to boot.
1: Listen, everyone wants to rail on Mitch and call for Kenny Pickett, but let's just be honest right now, and I think you you as a Steelers fan can be honest, too. I mean, you give up twenty three points to Jacoby Brissett, and I know it's the final score is twenty nine, but there's that that gimme touchdown at the end. Yeah, you let Jacoby Brissett be really efficient, two touchdown passes. You let the Browns run thirty eight times, one hundred and seventy one yards, and I know you're missing arguably the best defensive player in football, and and you know you know one of the, one of the best players in football right now, and he's very highly paid but there are other players on that defense. I mean, the Steelers defense is the highest paid defense in the NFL and you give up 23 points uh, and you just get the ball absolutely rammed down your throats. Uh, You got to be disappointed in that effort in that way. You're you, if you're the Steelers right now, you knew you were going to win games, ugly, low scoring and Mitch could hopefully make a play or two and keep you in it. I think he did that. He carried his end of the bargain in some ways, Especially with a couple of the the two or three big plays they had, but uh, defensively, without Watt right now, the Steelers defense just loses its teeth. And and right now, they they could be in a little bit of a free fall.
0: They just don't have an identity right now. I mean, what yeah. are they? You know, they they ran the ball a little bit more effectively. Honestly, the offensive line has truthfully played a lot better than I anticipated coming into the year. Um, but yeah, they just don't have an identity around them and that's going to be a big issue moving forward. I, I I made a will find a rhythm, but it's, it's put up or shut up time. I mean, you can't, you can't get into a rhythm when you're one and five, you know, you got to get, you got to get some wins in the process.
1: I made the case on my Saturday show that the, the Steelers will be two and six out of their bye, and Kenny Pickett will start at home against new Orleans. I think yes. that is the roadmap for Kenny Pickett. They're, they're home against the Jets. They should win next week. Then you're, you're at, at Bills, home against Bucks, at Dolphins, at Eagles. That could easily be 0-4 no matter who's starting for the Steelers. That looks like a really tough stretch of schedule right now. Then you get a bye, and then you have two home games in a row against the New Orleans and then the Bengals. So I think that's, that's the roadmap for Kenny Pickett. Do you agree? I, I think it's the roadmap
0: that they're going to go with. It's not necessarily, and I understand the reasoning behind that. Um, but that, that it was, it's actually funny you bring that up because I was kind of kind of um, put a bow on it with my you know statement on Kenny Pickett. I personally think that he should be the starter next week um, at the Jets, and then moving forward. And the reason I say that is I'm not I'm not doing it in some sort of like emotionally reactionary way I honestly feel that this just makes more sense for the team in general because the what he brings to the table that Mitch doesn't is anticipation at the line of scrimmage uh Kenny kind of showed this in the preseason that he was able to make reads really quickly yeah and I used to think at least coming into the season or even before preseason that a mobile quarterback was going to be a big fix for this offense with a young offensive line and uh, a Mac Canada offense but I'm now kind of becoming to realize that it's more about just finding the open space quick in this offense and I think Kenny is way better suited to do that and so I'd rather just find out what he's got now if Mitch was Jimmy Garoppolo I'd say no you you ride with Jimmy because he's this much better than Kenny I think Kenny might be better than Mitch right now if if he's not then probably right at the same level why not go with the rookie quarterback, especially one who's – I get the the tough competition they're facing. They're going to face the Bills, and, and they're yeah. going to face a stretch, right? he He's a fifth-year senior. He's played a lot of football. I'm not as worried about him being mentally drained from this type of slate as I would a Trey Lance in his rookie year being put in this situation. That's why I, I think don't. he's better suited.
1: I, I I'm not I'm not anti that, but I would just make the argument if I'm Mike Tomlin, and I have the trust of my ownership, and I have the trust that I get. I mean, he just signed an extension. Mike Tomlin is not getting worried about getting fired no matter what happens no. this year, unless things go way off the rails and there's emails or horrible things happen. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I look at it and I go. I have to, uh, there's no point in me playing picket until TJ Watts back playing because my defense isn't the same. So I'm going to have to score more points. I'm going to have to be in more shootouts. I'm not doing that with the rookie. I'm not doing that with the kid. And also I have just zero desire to watch him get destroyed by that bills defensive front and that bucks defensive front two of the best defenses in the league are to your next three opponents. You, I at least got to get through that before I put Kenny Pickett out. But, you know, yeah. aren't you just living in your fears at that point, that, though? Well, yes, absolutely. But, again, he has all the time in the world. He's in no rush to play Kenny Pickett because he's got stability. You know, this isn't like Matt Rule where it's like, I got to win games. I got to do whatever I have to win games or to show them that I'm the coach of the future. If you are Mike Tomlin, you have some of the best job security in pro sports. So sure. why – Why rush why I, if I'm Mike, I just, I look at that and go, I know it's playing scared, but Mitch, isn't some scrub. He's a professional quarterback. You can win games with Mitch. And I would just, I would just let my guys know and be like, we are doing what's best for him because if Mike Tomlin wants to be the head coach of the Steelers for the next 10 years, the best thing that can happen for Mike Tomlin is that Kenny Pickett becomes a real great professional quarterback. And 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 I'm I want to take as much risk out of him not becoming that as possible. I'm not throwing him to the wolves against uh, against the Bucks and the Bills. Uh, I'm I'm giving him that bye week. I'm getting him a, a two weeks straight of first team reps. Mentally, I would make the decision as soon as you lose that last game. Go we'll right into Kenny Pick is our starter in two weeks after the bye. Get all the confidence going, all the energy going. You're two and six. Who cares? Season's kind of lost anyways. Throwing the kid, and now you now you have energy going into it. I just think that. To me, if I'm a fan and if I'm Mike Tomlin, I can buy into that.
0: Perhaps, you know, I, I think that's what they're going to do. So I, I'll be clear about You're, that. You, I, you, I love I your team. you don't want
1: to see the season get lost. I get it. Well, that's it. I,
0: and I think Mike Tomlin is about winning games too. I just yeah. think that he's also a guy who has job security and, you know, has been a, he's a little prideful to a fault sometimes as well. He's not going to, he's going to make sure that you know that it's his call. And yeah. so I think it's like, he doesn't want to capitulate and it's like, okay, but I actually think Kenny might give you a better shot at winning games right now. They would I, I they agree. should I, be zero three, they should be. So Mitch hasn't won games for you yet. No, I you tend
1: know? to agree. I tend to agree. I just think it's an interesting, it's a really, it's an interesting thing to watch because it, it could yeah. get ugly yeah. for the Steelers and for Mitch, if he comes out and has a great game against the jets that buys him at least one ugly loss against the bills. But if it gets really ugly against the Bucks, it's going to be hard at you know two and four, uh, coming off an ugly loss to not go to Kenny Pickett against the Dolphins and then and you know and to try to get this thing righted before it gets gets too out of hand. And Mike Tomlin, you're right, is a prideful guy. He's never had a losing season, so maybe maybe you do get two games below 500. Mike says, "Screw this, I ain't going." I'm the thing I hold near and dear to my heart is I've never had a losing season. I want to make sure I accomplish that. Maybe who knows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It, it should be interesting. Uh, the the Texans, meanwhile, go on the road at the bears. Uh, this game was uh, a very interesting one. It was, it, it seemed like pass. it was tied forever in the second half.
1: <laughs> Just pass.
0: What, what was, was the stat 23 completions in three games for the Chicago bears. Unreal. They do not want Justin Fields to throw the ball. They also were in the red zone three times, not a single pass attempt. I, I mean, what's going on in Chicago. Hey, they won the game 23 to 20. They broke the tie finally at the end with Cairo Santos, but my goodness, uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting. Khalil Herbert, though I, they they they've got a guy there. Do, do you actually think that he might overtake that starting? Well,
1: job? there was rumors he would. Montgomery's a better back, and I think Montgomery is um, is a better. You know, he's a he's a seventeen game back. He's a guy as you want as a starter. Herbert is a great compliment to to Montgomery. Herbert. It's a lot like James Robinson. I don't know if I want Herbert as my starting running back for 17 games. I think he's limited. He's a little undersized. He's not as good as the Pat in the passing game. And he's a great runner for some of the design runs in this Getsey Shanahan coaching tree offense where you, you know, you saw that big pitch sweep run out where he got like 40 yards on that, on that. Uh, but I, I Montgomery can make more out of nothing than Herbert. I will say um, yeah, the Bears have two really good backs. They they should run the ball. A lot. The, here's, here's the biggest issue. I mean, it, maybe they don't want to throw the ball because Justin Fields, both those interceptions he had were horrific decisions and horrific sh- throws in non-bad weather. Horrific decisions and horrific actual technical throws. I mean, they were horrible balls. Um, and so... So that is really concerning up until this time with Justin Fields. I don't remember a time last year where I was like, oh my God, that is a horrific overthrow into triple coverage to Darnell Mooney or Mooney or anyone like that was. And the, and the problem is you're starting to see what I think at, what I really fear is that. They are forcing it. He knows Mooney's not getting the ball. That was a force to Mooney and it was a bad throw. And Kmet. he knows Comet wasn't getting the ball. And he knows the media is talking about it. And talking like, they, so now it's getting in the kid's head. So it's, it's, that to me is, it's, it's a nightmare scenario for the Bears. Now, that being said, winning does help. I mean, winning that game certainly cures a little bit of the temperature in the room. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, ESPN 1000, 670 to score. They're going to be relentless on the kid all week. And, and you know what? when you see Trevor Lawrence taking these huge leap forwards and you see, uh, and, and you see, you know, Josh Allen, year two, Joe Burrow, year two, uh, Justin Herbert, year two, making these jumps. um, it, It's a, it's pressure is on. And I'm, and I'm, I'm holding my breath that when you get Jones Jr., the third rounder they took, who's the slot explosive play kid out of Tennessee, that his role in this offense will really help open things up a bit he is designed to be your Debo Samuel for this offense. And, and I, and I, and I really feel like that will help. Like that will help. That's kind of the last thing I'm holding my breath for. but otherwise, Justin, they've got to find a way um, to trust him and to just, I'd rather lose games seeing him throw the ball 30 times and really try to run this offense than win games him only throwing it 12 times and you just run the ball 40 times for 200 yards. I'm sorry. That's just not where we're at right now. I, now that also being said, I don't want the kid to get killed because him getting injured, then you're like the jets and the Niners right now. And maybe the Patriots with the Mac Jones injury where you're like, well, I don't know what to think of my quarterback cause he's injured. So it's the fine line. The bears are walking right now. And, um, like I said, do you think the way I'm talking about it, they lost 20 to nothing. They won the game. Roquan Smith had a hell of a game. The Bears defense stepped up in big ways. I think they're 12 and 0 or 12 and 1 when any Jackson has an interception in a game. They feed off of uh, of turnovers and that secondary young secondary Vildor had a big, big blown coverage early and, and came back late. All that being said, Dan, I think I, I, I mean, you just time is uh, of of a priority for this bears team. You cannot overreact week by week. It's only been three weeks. Um, You don't have your full set of weapons and your set of weapons is not elite by any means, but they've got to find a way to, uh, to build into this offense. And maybe with Montgomery being out, it'll become more of that of like, Hey, let's try to build an offense around Justin Fields. Uh, The stuff that really drives me crazy is, is the the end of the first half? I mean, Eberflus should be absolutely ashamed. That type of stuff. You need to push your young quarterback. You have three timeouts. You have a minute and a half. You need. I. I. I you can't. I, and I get it. These guys want to win games, and winning is the most important thing. It's football. But you also have to show yourself and your fans, and you have to show to your organization: is this the guy or not? You got to give him chances in those in that you know. Minute and a half offense with the ball at the end. of half try to put up a field goal or a touchdown or make an explosive play. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. They are letting this kid just throw the ball over the field. And if you're sitting here telling me that you don't think Justin Fields is just as talented as Jalen Hurts, I I I I don't believe it. I believe he is just as talented as Jalen Hurts. And you watch Jalen Hurts throwing bombs to Devontae Smith, and you watch Justin Hur uh, Justin Fields in a in a conservative offense. That doesn't, it's still, it's not Matt Nagy's offense anymore, And you can see it's not Maggie's net net, Matt Nagy's offense, but the Luke gets offense. I, I don't see the deep shots. I don't see the wide open guys. I don't see it. Like I see the San Francisco offense or the, what you saw with green Bay last year. So I don't know what is happening right now in Chicago offensively to why it is so conservative. People aren't open. Maybe it is just a talent issue. But um, it's only three weeks in. The Bears are two and one. They have an easy schedule coming on up. Got to see things open up here a little bit more. And knock on wood, Montgomery, it's not too serious.
0: Yeah, Giants, Vikings, and Commanders on the on the horizon here. So I I think we could easily see them going two and one in that stretch, and four and two. Not not looking too bad, you know, uh, over a quarter way through the season. So. We'll see if they can kind of keep things rolling. I agree. They need to definitely let it loose a little bit with their young quarterback and let him make mistakes. That's part of the the end
1: of that first half, Dan. I mean, you know, it was, that's embarrassing. That's that's horrific football.
0: Yeah. You, the the one thing in football is never to leave stuff on the field. You know, if you had, that's why I've always said, okay, if you got 10 seconds, all right, I get it. Kneel it out, whatever. But minute, 45 seconds or more like you got you got to be in you got to be in the mindset that we can drive down and get points here at the end of the half at the end of the game you know regardless it's it's just horrific the aforementioned raiders who are now zero three on the road at the titans a pretty uh you know uneventful game until the end when uh, the raiders yeah. you know mounted this comeback here and almost won uh, but they do not. Uh, they're they're not able to convert late in the two point conversion after Derek Carr, uh, rallies them to pull within two points. So they lose twenty four to twenty two against the Titans. Tennessee really needed that win. That was like both teams needed that win really yeah. bad. Uh, Tennessee more so because the Colts, as we will mentioned, uh, coming up here were able to get a huge win themselves. So Tennessee, uh, you know, pulls out the victory. Derek Carr returned to form in this game. Derek Carr looked good, but Vegas still kind of looks disjointed. They, I, I'm curious what their identity is as well. Yeah. I mean, they seem a little bit more kind of like the, uh, the the Cardinals, which we'll talk about a little later. To me, they just seem like we're rolling out there and just like looking for like a big play here and there, but nothing really uh, consistent. And, uh, and that's why, you know, they weren't able to to really do much until the fourth quarter there. So 24, 22 win for the Titans, should be an interesting race in the AFC South. Meanwhile, the West, the Raiders are already on the outside looking in. I mean, that's, you can't start 0 3 um, and and expect to make the playoffs. They would need, they got to rattle off now a win streak. Otherwise, it's pretty much uh, dead in the water at this point.
1: You know, if you're, I want to sp- focus on the Titans to start. And if you're a Titans fan, obviously this feels good. You're at home. I think what you realize now, if you're a Titans fan, and I think it's an okay thing to realize there is a level of teams in the AFC that right now you're just not competitive with but it's still early in the season and it doesn't mean you can't put yourself in a position to still make the playoffs win your division even and and feel good about your team i mean anytime no one was talking no one picked the titans to win the super bowl preseason and and i i think there was talk about the raiders as a dark horse but even then very very little people and if you're and so for the Titans fans, I think you just got to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt and feel good that you have good structure to your organization. You are really just missing that electric quarterback and then, you know, a, a real great complementary wide receiver. I mean, you traded Brown away and it just hasn't felt right. They they don't feel like they have the big play capability right now to to score. And 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 if you're I'm a Raiders fan, I'm watching that game at the end I love the fight of that team at the end to get back in it. But if you're watching the Raiders, you cannot tell me that you can, they don't pass the eye test in the sense that they're, they're just lacking talent. Like, I mean, I said it, I think last week, I'll say it again. Like the last three drafts for the Raiders have produced pretty much no one at the top of the draft. They are missing. If you're like, it, it's, you know, it's like a college football analogy. They're missing like three or four five star recruits. You know what I mean? They they are a, an elite offensive tackle, an elite pass rusher, a great corner, away from being. Oh, okay, now we're really really feisty. Uh, I mean, I predicted the Raiders to miss the playoffs to finish fourth in division. It's not shocking to me. The Titans start is a little shocking. I I just I I think they they have the ability to improve week to week. The Titans feel like you have a team that with Vrabel the coach they can improve week to week and and stick around in this thing and maybe who knows upset someone in the first round of the playoffs and 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 have a have a successful season by titan standards for the raiders absolutely at this point in time you just got to focus on what is your identity and 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 not um not pissing off devonte adams you know what i mean like yeah, keep him yeah. happy absolutely cuz the raiders no, I, are a free agent destination they are i mean ne- they are now a free agent destination so you, you, you just can't be bottom of the barrel. You've got to be able to sell that. You've built something. Just find a way to end the season back around 500. If you're the Raiders at this point.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to your point, it is the defensive issues. It's not uh, a lack of talent offensively. Certainly. I mean, they have the, the tools, but uh, they are one dimensional. And um, the, the offense is, is in a, uh, a phase of getting used to the McDaniel system. So uh, you know, I'm sure they'll improve a little bit down the road. Devontae Adams isn't going to be held as, you know, unproductive as he's been. That will improve. But the defense, it's just that's been their Achilles heel for several years now. And it's going to, you know, you can't have that bad of a defense in the AFC West, let alone uh, in the NFL when trying to make a push or a clash. It just can't happen. Uh, the Chiefs go on the road at the Colts. So we mentioned the Colts getting a, a huge, huge win right here. Massive. To to instill any confidence in what Matt Ryan and the Colts could, uh, you know, do, uh, still didn't look great offensively from the Colts, but they were able to make a push late. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan gets two touchdowns for the rookie Jelani Woods, Jonathan Taylor, uh, not super efficient, but gets his yards on the ground. And, uh, I mean, I I think there are a couple takeaways from this. It's a 2017 win for the, for Indianapolis. You know, some penalties hurt the Chiefs in this one. They probably win the game if if not for a couple bad penalties uh, late in the game. I, I don't think the Chiefs are, you know, some people are maybe sounding the alarms a little bit too early because they only scored 17 points against the, you know, lackluster Colts. I think the Colts are a much better team than we've given them credit for just because of their poor start. It's it's just gonna happen with a brand new quarterback, especially one who's a lot older and used to doing things his own. Uh, in a, in the same system for a long time, or at least a very similar system for a long time. Uh, you know, they're just, you know, knocking off the rust a little bit. I think the Colts are going to be much better moving forward. That defense is is pretty good, especially they were without Shaq Leonard. So that was an encouraging performance in yeah. the Colts. And look, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs just, uh, you know, on the road, they, they put up a little bit of a dud, but they still looked okay in this game. I mean, they were able to move the ball offensively, just weren't able to, you know, capitalize at the end in the red zone. Um, so I'm not, you know, taking too much away from the Chiefs, and I'm not giving too much to the Colts, although I will say it was a great win for them. Definitely one they needed for sure against a really good team. This this can hopefully be the momentum boost that the Colts are looking for early in the season because the AFC South is for the taking, but as we'll see later as well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are no slouch. Uh, you're gonna have a little bit more stiff competition in this division than we've seen in recent years. Uh, so it was helpful for them to get the win, especially when the Titans were able to get a close win as well.
1: Well, listen, the the, the Colts blew two great opportunities to start two and zero, and the Colts the Colts had the schedule in front of them to start two and one and be like, hey, we lost the Chiefs, whatever, not a big deal. They've gone backwards. They've done it the wrong way. So if you're a Colts fan, you've got to find yourself now. You got to be you. You feel good. Matty Ice does what Matty Ice does. I think that was his. He's now tied. I think. Uh, was it Brett Favre or someone else? He's now six all time in NFL, like fourth quarter comebacks. Like Matty Ice did what Matty Ice did, struggled with you know his career in Atlanta with bad defenses, having to just come back and uh, put up a last minute touchdown to win. Um, I don't fifth want to all sound- fifth all time, fifth all time. There you go. Um, and and it, so for for the Colts, you know, you've just now got to convince yourself that hey. Go back to your schedule. Look at the games you circled as wins before the year. Can you get those back? And then one of the other losses, like you had as the Chiefs was probably lost, now you just got to find a way to be like, all right, we got to win one of those. So, you know, the Colts, it's a long season. I would be feeling, if I'm if I'm buying stock, obviously, if I'm a fan, like I feel better right now as a Colts fan at one and two than the Chargers should feel at one and two. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because they are just a, an injury mess, as you'll see. The Colts obviously get Pittman back; they'll get they can get healthy, and uh, you know they have Jonathan Taylor, so they have an identity. And if Matt Ryan can help you win a couple of these games a year, uh, that's huge. Now, for absolutely agreed, the Chiefs should have won this game. The Chiefs, though, this was uh, this was a little concerning. I, you know, the Buffalo loss to Miami is the other one. You're looking, at. you're like, oh, you know, I still think the Chiefs and Buffalo are the two best teams probably in football, you know, definitely in the AFC. I think the Eagles are are putting up a fight about best team of football right now. Um, but I, I will say I, I have a little bit more concern about the Chiefs in the sense that this is the type of loss where you only score three points in the second half if you're Patrick Mahomes and that offense. That's got to be a little at least like a lump in the throat if you're a Chiefs fan because... You always knew that no matter what, you had Tyree Kill in your back pocket. Split, you know, little quick, little screen, and he's gone, and you're back in the game. There's quick seven points, and and right now you got a kicker injured. You have no Tyree Kill, and you only scored three points in the second half. I'm just saying, I think it's something. It's something, and I blame Matt Nagy. I think they should have shouldn't <laughs> have brought Matt Nagy back. I think I. It's easy to blame Matt Nagy, and, and I will.
0: I, I think the kicker injury definitely really hurt them in this game. Well, yeah, but that's why they, they had still to... shouldn't have to settle for three. Like that's the point. You're the you're Pat Mahomes of the Chiefs. You you can't be putting yourselves in that position especially when Harrison Bucker's out. So, I hear yeah. you on that one. The um only other team, uh there are two teams right now that are undefeated and Miami is one of them. A huge huge win at home win. over the Bills. 100 degree weather. Who cares? Ken Dorsey going off on the this is a bad this has been a bad two weeks for Microsoft tablets for iPads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator for the Bills, absolutely destroying uh, whatever it was the iPad or whatever in the booth at the end of this game. Bills had the chance to win it there, or at least get themselves in position to kick a field goal late uh, because of uh, you know the the onside kick, but the Dolphins take on for a two point win, twenty one to nineteen, and. You know, Chua looked good. We'll we'll kind of talk about that because there are there's now an investigation, um, being called for about how they put people back into the game. I mean, he he got rocked. That's clearly
1: They can say it's a back injury.
0: Dude was it out. Was so obviously, a concussion fell fell down, uh, unassisted a, a couple times there, getting up from the hip. But nonetheless, very convincing win for Miami, going toe to toe. Mike McDaniel has beaten Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, and Sean McDermott to start his career as a head coach. That is some good company. Two division wins as they now sit atop the AFC East. Uh, Look, I'm not going to say that we're going to crown the Dolphins right away, but don't you think, Mark, that, man, we need to start talking about, damn, Miami's for real.
1: You buried the lead. They punted a ball into a (laughs) guy's butt. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did. I see they that.
1: literally punted the ball into another their own player's butt, and they got a safety, and they still won the game. I mean they that is resiliency. Game. That is. Oh yeah, it
0: wasn't an onside kick. What am I? yeah, it was the it was that was the... special.
1: I mean, they literally the punter punted, and it's not like the guy got backed into him. The punter like a <laughs> punted a ball Went into right another at man's it. butt. It was wild. I mean, it was wild. I will say. Listen, I had the Dolphins in the playoffs. So I I mean I don't I still don't think they'll win their division. I, I still think it's September football. I still think that all of those things come into play. So I don't want to over overreact. I still feel the same about the Dolphins as I did about the Dolphins a month ago when we were making our predictions. Their schedule now, granted, this they have a chance now to be better than I thought because their schedule is now gonna get easy. Like they went through the tough part of their schedule, I had them at one and two through this, and then they read off a bunch of wins. There's, If you look at their schedule, Dan, maybe you can pull it up. I mean, it gets real open, real easy. So Miami has a real opportunity now to over – but I don't, still don't mean that means they're a better team than I thought they were. They, 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 they found ways to win a couple games. The Ravens lost that game. The Bills, 100-degree weather down in Miami – Listen, Super Bowls, the road to a Super Bowl is going to be played in 10 degree weather in northern cities. Um, and so good luck to Miami in, in those opportunities. But I will say, Mike McDaniel right now is the darling of the NFL. He's got his guys buying in. Chua, uh, is really fitting in. He's playing, he is like the best version of Jimmy Garoppolo for this offense right now. They have an ima- the, the amount of weapons. Waddle has stepped up. Hill has been incredible. Offensive line has played well. And for the Buffalo Bills, I'm not panicking except for the fact that Josh Allen should never throw the ball 63 fucking times. That's insane. You should lose every game that Josh Allen throws the ball 63 times. If your quarterback throws the ball 63 times, you will probably lose the game. I don't know the advanced stats on that. My My gut stats are going to say, you probably lost the bleeping game. No, so it's true. It's actually 50,
0: 50 plus is a catastrophic dip in your ability to win a game. Statistically, the only quarterback to ever defy those stats is Tom Brady. He has a yeah. higher win percentage uh, when throwing over, over 50. Like Tom games. Cook. Let Tom Cook, that's right. But yeah, the, to your point, the Bengals, Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears. That's the next six games for Miami. That's yeah. a pretty, pretty uh, favorable Bengals play. Next? Bengals next Is on Thursday night football. Uh, this upcoming week, a short week here. Bengals obviously chomping at the bit to, to try What's and get the another line win here. Sit, guess uh, the, line. And, guess uh, the line. Guess the line. I have it here. I'm going to guess it's Miami minus uh, four.
1: No. Bengals minus three and a half at home. What?
0: No uh, way, short man! On the I road. would take. I'm taking my uh, Miami all day on. You're that getting one. a three and zero underdog. That's crazy. That's that, no way. It, I, if the Bengals were favored just because they're at home, I'd say like one and a half or something. But three and a half? Come on, that's an early. That's I an early one to bet right there. That's instantly the best bet for me of the week. See,
1: I love right the Bengals. I'm. I might take the Bengals three and a half. I love that. Oh man, dude! Miami. Line no one's talking about the Bengals. The Bengals had a quiet win against the Jets. Sure. We'll talk about it. Everyone's high on Miami. Watch the Miami money flood it and get that line to come closer. I I might take the Bengals. I mean, if I can get the Bengals at plus money, let the, let the market flood. I love the Bengals to win that game.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, we definitely differ on that one. I would take the Miami in, in this game. Although I will say five or six of the last seven games really tough down the, down the stretch. So, and they don't get many at home. They're on the road a lot at the end. So to your point, they're going to be in cold weather, uh, New England, you know, Buffalo uh, late in the season. So tough, tough ones for Miami to pull out. But hey, they've already had some stiff competition and been able to surprise us. Uh, the game that I think, you know, before the season, definitely when have said was a highly anticipated one to watch, but the Vikings and Lions yeah. had a lot of eyeballs on it this week. Uh, Minnesota, you know, despite it not being very high scoring early on it turned out in the second half to be really interesting. Uh, But Minnesota comes away with the win 28 to 24. Jared Goff in the passing offense here. I mean, he throws 41 times. That's not a recipe for success, especially with Jared Goff, but they had been a high, you know, high flying offense coming into this game. Minnesota really leaned into the run game. Despite Dalvin cook getting injured in this one, he might miss some time, a few weeks. So that's going to be something to look at. Did Swift get injured too? Swift also did get injured and I heard that Dan Campbell today said that it might benefit Swift to sit a couple weeks out yeah. ahead of their bye so it might be that Jamal Williams show but Jamal Williams has been looking good in this looking offense good. as well and they got other pieces amon Ross St. Brown's been dominant uh, Justin Jefferson has yet to really have that eye-popping game that we expect but Minnesota continues to win their 2 and 1 the Lions 1 and 2 uh, I came away lukewarm on this one, not feeling super great about the Vikings, to be honest with you, Um, and and feeling okay about the Lions. I, to me, what we were talking about before the season in our NFC preseason rankings was that the Lions were going to be good this year, just not good enough to, you know, make enough uh, push for, like, the playoffs. Although I know you had them, what, did you have one second in the NFC North? No, uh,
1: I have them third? Uh, third in the NFC North. Okay. Better record Vikings than Minnesota. In- yeah, yeah. But so I, he- I love Dan Campbell saying he made a mistake. Should have gone for to fourth and four. I love that he admitted that to his locker room. I, I think that is, um, I think that's a mentality that right now the Lions need to keep having. Accountability. Um, listen, two missed field goals. The Lions left a lot of points out there. I thought the Lions were the better team for most of the game on the road. I still feel good about my lines. Like if I'm a Vikings fan, you squeak out the win. You obviously are excited. You know, Kirk looked, looked good in the second half. Um, but I think if you're, I think the lions here, like, like I felt before the season, I think the lions were the better team for most of this game. And they had it. They just missed field goal early, missed field goal late. Um, you know, uh, uh, the downs after the 10 play drive, um, I like the aggressiveness from the Lions, I think you just got to keep that going, and it plays into who you are and the and the and the uh, the atmosphere that they're building in Detroit. Um, and for Minnesota, two and one, tied with the Bears and the Packers atop the North. I I think they've got to feel good because you know they obviously got the best of the Packers already. They're two and zero in division, um, but it's a long season. I think like I, like I predicted. I'm still I'm not totally buying in. To the Vikings yet, because in order to win big, you got to win in prime time, and we all know that—that's—you uh, uh, got to see it to believe it. With Kirk,
0: yeah, they—they they have left more to be desired for sure. I'm—I'm I'm still not uh, entirely uh, sold on the offense just yet, despite my, you know, expectations coming into the year. Meanwhile, the Lions are just gonna be what what the Dan Campbell Lions are—a tough out week in and week out. Ravens go on the road to New England and uh, you know eke out a a big a big win I'd say especially to, oh, yeah. to rebound from last week after losing such a tough one to Miami They come back here 37-26 victory they're now 2 and 1 on the season as well Lamar Jackson fighting it up it, it, he's he is remarkable so far this year over 700 passing yards 200 almost 250 rushing yards as well the guy is the already the front runner for MVP.
1: Yes, absolutely. Should be no
0: surprise, uh, but he he is absolutely dominant. And uh, he's a big reason that they win this game. Meanwhile, Mac Jones gets hurt. It is looking like a high ankle sprain from what I understand, which is going to be several weeks now for Mac Jones. That might be the nail in the coffin there for New England. They're one and two right now. Wins are going to be really tough to come by down the road. They don't have the easiest schedule moving forward.
1: People forget New England made the playoffs last year, so yeah, their schedule
0: is tougher. They they got the Packers next. That's probably a loss right there. They have the Lions, which maybe they can win just based on how they play defense. But it's the Browns after that. That's a tough game, uh, just matchup wise. And then it's the Bears, okay, like you know. But I think the Bears could easily win that game now without Mac Jones. And then it's the Jets, Colts, Jets. Uh, you know so there's there's some easy ones in there but I don't see them stacking really throughout and it's going to be tough for them moving forward without Mac Jones hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later
1: I mean Mac had the three interceptions before he got injured I mean he he was not having a great day part of that is Baltimore's defense I think they took it personally the loss well, last they're week. really good
0: too like I I think that was a thing too is that we were thinking after, you know, the Miami game, it's like, Oh, you know, Baltimore's defense, really uh they're not all their cracks up to be, they still got dudes. I mean, they got queen, they have Humphrey Peters, like, yeah. and, and that rookie Kyle Hamilton coming up with a big uh, fumble, uh, you know, after a big run after the catch in this one, that proved to be, you know, the game sealer. So yeah, huge, huge uh, performances on the horizon there for the, the Ravens defense. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to, had to say that.
1: No, I, you know, Dan, I think for me, if I'm like, I I left this game thinking like, okay, I, I obviously hate that Mac Jones gets injured because again, you don't want quarterbacks to be injured. You want to see what these guys are are like, but I mean, the only person who is even Lamar Jackson and, and, and Jalen hurts right now are coin flip for the MVP. They both, I would say deserve it. And they're both doing things right now that. Um, seem like this is maybe where the future of the position is really, really going. I mean, these guys are, um, I I don't know if you, I don't know if they're going to still be playing quarterback for their team six years from now, because I don't know how the body holds up playing the way they do. But all I know is right now they are almost unstoppable. Like when they're on and their game plans are working, they are almost unstoppable hurts and and Lamar and it is fun to watch it's exciting football and you know Lamar bet on himself and I just keep I just keep knocking on all the wood that he stays healthy and we get to keep watching this thing go and I'm, like I felt good about Baltimore I had them uh second in that division making the playoffs and so uh, I'm, I'm feeling feeling good about Baltimore right now I, I think I think right now Baltimore definitely feels to me like the favorite to win the north even over the Bengals the Bengals just Still so shaky, even though they, you know, getting a win felt good for them. Um, I think the Miami loss is more of an apparition. This is more who this Ravens team is. They they could take the ball away. Maybe they'll give up some points, but it's going to be hard for you to score with them. And the crazy thing is, Dan, you know, Kyler Murray's got all these weapons. Jalen Hurts has now got all these weapons. Brown, Smith, Goddard. You know, who is Mar- I mean, Mark Andrews and. Who? I mean, I, mean, I don't know.
0: Rashad Bateman's a, a pretty talented he's guy. Coming he's in the together. Year, he's uh, coming
1: together. Yeah. He's coming together.
0: And they have a good run game. You know, J.K. Dobbins is back now, and he's obviously a difference maker. But I agree. I mean, Lamar, Lamar puts the team on his back much more than some of those other guys because they can lean into it. But I was actually going to comment on that because while I don't want to take anything away from the individual talent of these quarterbacks because they're all super talented and phenomenal. Um, what is a common thread between the success of these, these young quarterbacks in their early in their career and their teams, they have surrounded them with pieces to help them flourish. Kyler has been, had been given a lot. Uh, Justin Herbert has been given a lot. Joe Burrow, you know, uh, you've got obviously Lamar and Jalen who are the young quarterbacks. that are struggling. Daniel Jones, no one around him. Justin Fields, no one around him. I mean, so there are, you know, it's it's not just about having the talent. It, it, sometimes things are too much to overcome when you don't have guys around you. Trevor Lawrence now, we're seeing the jump, and I think a lot of that has to do more with Doug Peterson than anything else, but, but, but still they, they go and get them. him guys. They go and get him yeah. guys, and they got, you know, ETN and, and James Robinson's there. Like, he's got weapons. Um. So I, I think that's a big part of it, and what the Bears need to prioritize going into this offseason is get him dudes. Because that can really help young quarterback. When he makes a mistake, they can bail him out sometimes. And it's not always the end of the world. And it doesn't turn into a pick every time because they can help bail him out. Uh, the Bengals on the road at the Jets, Mark. Since he uh, gets a, a win that I think was expected, 27 to 12. Uh, the high-flying Jets uh, were brought down to earth a little bit in this one. Joe Flacco, though, once again, man, what... Was it last week or the week before where he threw 56 times? He throws 52 this week. they are like, good work,
1: God. Working that like, arm.
0: Who expected this type of uh, – they're like, oh, our starting quarterback goes down. We have to return to the old Joe Flacco. This is our ticket 50 times a game. Let's go. We're going to air it out now. It you would so expect sense. the opposite. It, it is just bizarre. It was working to an extent, so I kind of get it. But uh, yeah, the Bengals come away with, with their first win of the season. Uh, You know, it wasn't the easiest. They started out hot, but you know, really kind of fizzled the second half, but their defense was able to hold up and and get the win. So look, I mean, the Bengals needed the win. I'm not taking a lot away from it. It's kind of one of those wins where you're like, I I still feel great. Um, But a win's a win. They need this to kind of, you know, springboard themselves and do a little bit of a win streak here. But, you know, to get Joe Burrow back in sync a little bit, get Jamar Chase involved, and, uh, and you know, he had a big game despite being quiet early on. So all in all, uh, and they had that touchdown uh, to T. Higgins taken away. So Joe Burrow, you know, probably would have uh, had a little bit better stats. Uh, oh, no, it, they, they scored a touchdown through the air after that. Uh, never mind. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, three touchdowns, no picks for Burrow and company. Uh, that's the kind of game you wanted to see from the Bengals in terms of efficiency uh, moving forward.
1: The only stat that mattered to me was they only gave up two sacks. That's huge. I mean, you can win games if you're only giving up two sacks a game. Not up right. seven and eight like they were doing in the previous week. So uh, that's big for the Bengals. And for the Jets, now I do appreciate them kind of struggling offensively like this because it, it does quell. I don't think there was any sort of real uh, momentum to it. But, I mean, you know, Flacco was somehow two and one and winning games. They were, you know, you'd say, well, maybe you give the kid a little bit more time to rest. But it's time to see what, you know, Zach Wilson has to offer in his second year in this offense. Time to get him back out there, excited for it. Um, and uh, and Joe, I know Joe Flacco's arm is ready to go back to the bench. That clipboard is looking good, looking good for Joe Flacco's arm.
0: It is. Did it is, you lose absolutely, me? Absolutely. I think I lost you for, for a brief second, but we, we caught your whole stream of conscious thing. Okay. So okay it, it, uh, you, your message was received for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll move on because, you know, I, I kind of agree with everything you said, and there's not a whole lot to take away from that game. The Eagles on the road at the commanders, absolutely uh, dracks the Washington commanders in this one after Carson Wentz and company were Uh, Putting up a lot of points through the scoreboard. They were left scoreless until late in the fourth quarter, finally get on the scoreboard. But the Eagles win very convincingly in this one, 24 to eight. They're three and oh on the season, commanders one and two. And uh, Jalen Hurts just absolutely dominating. You know, I don't remember him being this great on the ground in college. I know he was an efficient runner but it never seemed like that was something that was going to translate super well at the NFL game. He is way faster than I gave him credit for in college. And uh, he just dominant 340 yards through the air, three touchdowns and really in control all throughout this game. You you mentioned all the weapons he has. He's able to spread it out to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith 169 yards uh, receiving in this one and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Jalen hurts adding uh 20 yards on the ground as well. in this one, just a total team win for Philly. They are looking great. I know you and I both had them winning the division. I had them as the four seed. I may have sell them short. They might, they might be, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to give them the one seed just yet. There's a lot of football left to be played, but I think they could seriously be in that, you know, consider on track the one, two seed. Absolutely on track. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I mean, he's been so impressive. you got to remember Jalen hurts back in college, I mean, one of the reasons why they switched to Tua, is because he got hurt and then Tua came in and looked great in that championship game and it was throwing the ball. And they're like, "Oh my god, he can throw the ball. Jalen Hurts struggled throwing the ball." Hurts went to Oklahoma. Hurts finds himself um in, in that position to uh to uh, you know, win a Heisman, yeah. work on his mechanics and you know and and I I mean, he's just exploded since then. He's really become a a better passer of the football. I mean, look at he averaged nine point seven yards, uh, a, an attempt and a, a completion. I mean, Carson Wentz four point nine. Carson Wentz throws the ball forty three times, two hundred eleven yards. I mean, he's so wild, he's so manic. I'm so sick of watching Carson Wentz. I can't imagine what it's like to be a Washington Commanders fan right now because it's got to it's got to begin to start feel like this. Will give you the long, a long, 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 long season, um, because he just he it's at times he's so Wild, chaotic, and he he they turns into sacks, and he and he just can be so inaccurate. And then you see the moments where you see all the talent in the world, and you're like, the guy just drives you insane. Um, Hertz is special. Philly's got something special cooking. They've surrounded him with a ton of talent, and um, I, I'm I'm just excited. I I want to watch more Philadelphia Eagles football. Like they are a fun watch, and they're a great team right now.
0: Totally agree. They are awesome. They're clicking on all cylinders. And that defensive front nine sacks, nine sacks, that
1: Philly defense
0: of Carson Wentz who threw over 40 times in this game, not the recipe for success there for Carson Wentz and company in Washington
1: Panthers
0: to me, Mark, I actually, this is one thing where I will take a lot away from a game. I think this was a massive win for Carolina, a divisional game against the saints, And the Saints, who had a a defense that is pretty solid and, you know, a a quarterback... For all you want to say about Jameis Winston and and this offense and everything, uh, a team that had much more stability offensively than the Panthers have had. The Panthers in control this entire game, 13-0 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, They give up, you know, two touchdowns in the fourth, but hang on to a 22-14 win. This was a we need to turn things around right now type of game. And it was a win that the Panthers desperately needed that Matt rule desperately needed. I'm not saying that this win has now given me faith that this team is great. they are going to win a bunch of games, but it was a defining game of the season for this team. That could be all right. You won this game, a divisional game. Saints are a hard out. Are you going to be able to actually do something with this? Now get that team a little bit of confidence I thought it was impressive for this team uh, to both score points early offensively, and then the defense to, to help bail the team out um, and, and come up with some big stops in this one as well. So uh, I, what were your takeaways overall from this one? By the way, LaVisca Chenault with like a huge 50-yard-plus uh, play. That yeah, I mean, that was
1: a lot for Baker. Baker needed that because yeah. he under 200 yards passing. They only threw the ball. He was, you know, less than 50% completion percentage. He wasn't sharp. But to me, the biggest takeaway was Christian McCaffrey, 25 carries, 108 yes. yards with only as long of being 18. That goes to show you he's back to where he was that rookie year, which like, no, no, this kid loves to run between the tackles. And, you know, he only caught two balls. It wasn't like he just did all his work on little, you know, basically being Julian Edelman out there, which a lot of people just wanted him to turn into just become Julian Edelman and just go to the slot. Um, so that's huge. If they can keep riding that, that's good agreed i mean these are two teams again that i didn't think much going into the year i think they're going to be about the same it's got to feel good though if you're a panthers fan to win a divisional game to feel like you maybe have a you, you the, the hot the seed is still very hot and things aren't great in carolina yes. but this is like you know on that hot day you don't really need a coca-cola but you get a coke and you're like i know i shouldn't the sugar is gonna eventually like it's gonna hurt long term I think a lot of Panthers fans need or she'd be in focusing on that number one overall pick, but in the short term, you're like, you know what? That made me feel better for a little bit.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, it soothed the ego a little bit. And yeah. look, I mean, they're, they're fighting for their jobs over there in Carolina.
1: Saints are in real trouble too. I mean, Jameis Winston's injured and he's thrown the ball 41 times. Um, you know, they have a bunch of weapons. Olave had a big breakout game for him, 140 something yards. They're um, not
0: utilizing Camara, which is bizarre to me. I mean, it is. He's it's the just best player a, on that team.
1: It, you can you can tell that Sean Payton is no longer there. Like the, the when you watch them, it just doesn't look at all is controlled or focused or organized. Uh, and uh, you know they they got to put it together again. I give them a little bit of a break. New coaching staff. Jameis is injured, but. Uh, the Saints were a lot of dark horse to make the playoffs, and right now it just doesn't look like they are. They're living up to those dark horse expectations.
0: Yeah, uphill battle for New Orleans for sure. The Jaguars go on the road to you know, very tough matchup at the LA Chargers and destroy uh, the Chargers. No other way to put it. They beat them by four touchdowns, thirty-eight to ten. Trevor Lawrence, kind of the breakout game of his career, if you will beat the Colts uh, the final week of the season last year. That was a big defining win for him. But this one, huge to beat, you know, and an albeit an ailing Chargers team, you know, uh, the NFL gods just don't want the Chargers to ever be healthy, uh, no. you know, in NFL season. And it's brutal. It really sucks for them. Joey Bosa hurt, gets hurt in this game. You know, Justin Herbert dealing with the uh, the rib fractures. You've got, Now, Rashawn Slater, who is going to be out for the season, the stud second-year left tackle, he's done really brutal loss for them. Torn peck? Torn peck, or bicep, actually. Bicep Uh, for Slater. So that's going to be tough. Obviously, you can't. uh, That's difficult for any position, but for sure, for a left tackle that needs to extend all the time. That's that's brutal. Uh, Yeah, but the Chargers, just no offensive momentum in this game. Had a couple big plays, which were to be expected from Justin Herbert. He, he looked all right, I thought, overall, with the rib uh, injury and everything. But, I mean, man, Trevor Lawrence just carved up this defense. I really think you're starting to see the Doug Peterson influence on this offense. You're starting to see Trevor really going through his progressions more and not relying solely on his talent. He's, he's actually... Uh, making some high-level reads and throws, and uh, he looked great in this game. There's no other way to put it. I really thought that this was the coming-out party for T. Law, and uh, the arrows pointing up for Jacksonville. I look. I don't know if they're going to be a team that can push realistically push for a playoff position this year. I don't know that yet, but everything's telling me that this team has all the talent in the world. It's. I think it's going to be more on can their defense be able to hold teams like the chargers to 10 points more often than not tells me something tells me no. Um, but Jacksonville is going to be able to put up a lot of points on a lot of teams this year.
1: They got to get some good breaks. This was a great break for them. They caught a better team in and in, in, on the road in their, in their, in their lowest moment stars injured out, um, they're the quarterback uh, injured. I mean, and that again, that, that makes me so frustrated. Justin Herbert is dealing with crack ribs. We all know he's, he's hurting, throw the ball 40 plus times. I get it. Austin Eckler had a lot of receptions, but you only run Austin Eckler four times. The game plan was just bad. And it's never like they were out of it. I mean, this game was only uh, 16 to seven and half. It's not like you're, Oh my God, desperation mode. We got to come on out. We got to sling this rock a million times, get back into it. You get a field goal to start the second half and credit to Jacksonville. You you got to feel the pressure, right? The chargers come out, 10 play drive, 16 to 10. And you got to think yourself. Oh crap! Here we go. And what do you do? You rifle off the five play, uh, the five play touchdown drive. It's a James Robinson fifty yard run. And after that, you get a punt. You get a touchdown. You get them to go uh, uh, and go on fourth down, and they give up the ball. Then you get a touchdown. I mean, three straight touchdown drives for you to then kneel to end the game to end to win it. That's not the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that is like what New England did to you in the day. Like, so that is huge. I mean, that alone to show that a, a young team with a new coach and a second-year quarterback can do that just to a team that's better than them uh, on the road is massive. That has got to feel great. I would kill to feel that way as a Bears fan, that my team could come out three-state touchdown drives uh, of ten play ten-play, uh, ten-play, ten-play, Kneel down, win the game on the road with my quarterback in the last two games, so like five touchdowns, no picks. It's got to feel great right now. If you're in Jacksonville, do ball ever, the chargers. Listen, I mean, you're You're, you're now your backs against the wall adversity. The chiefs lost. That's good. Broncos look terrible in a win Raiders lost. That's good. So take a breath. I think things will be okay. You've just got to find a way now to deal with these injuries and still win games. Like you cannot write off the season. Any season where Justin Herbert, you're not paying him $300 million, you've got to find a way to make the most of those seasons. And that is painful right now if you're a Chargers fan because the pocketbooks are about to get emptied for this kid and they should. But. It's harder to win when you empty the pocketbooks for your quarterback. Philly knows that. They're all in right now. I mean, look at some of these teams, you know, it's it's a uh it's big right now. It's big.
0: Some somehow it doesn't affect the uh, Rams ever though. They they're the no, ones they team that care. can somehow just pay a million dollars uh every 5 seconds and, and and be okay with it. But yeah, that The uh, Chargers have the Texans, uh, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Falcons in four of their next five games. Those are all more than winnable, probably games they should win. And, uh, you know, they're in Cleveland. That should be a win, too, obviously. uh, But you're talking about Miles Garrett going up against a backup left tackle. That's going to be really tough. Uh, They're going to have to have a better game plan than they had this past week if they want to win that one on the road. But the Chargers, certainly brighter days ahead for them they still very much with a fight in this division. Speaking of the Rams, they go on the road to the Cardinals in a big NFC West tilt and get a win on the road. 20-12 to 12 over the Cardinals. This was kind of a sloppy game. Uh, I thought the Rams, though, looked measured and kind of in control. They were able to do a lot of things they wanted to do. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, the Cardinals look out of sync, look like they're just kind of running around, slinging it. This was a big Marquis hollywood brown game. Where it's just ah, uh, just throw it to Marquise Brown and we'll make stuff happen. I I just don't see what the identity is for this team. You yeah. Know, James Brown kind of a little bit bit banged up in this one, but uh, I just I don't know what their formula is and if it's gonna work all the time. It, you're not you can't really just be in this thing where ah uh, at the very end we need heroics from Kyler Murray to just do something crazy and win the game. They they haven't been able to st- sustain so far this season. uh from drive to drive
1: and that's concerning. You score 12 points at home and your quarterback throws the ball 58 times. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And and listen if you're if you're the Rams, I don't care maybe how sloppy you look at times. You want a divisional game on the road. I mean, you take that not 99.999 9, 9, 9, 9, 9 times out of 100. I don't care how sloppy you look. And they and it it did times look a little sloppy, but you know, they had a, a mortifying game plan and the Cardinals made it easy for them. I mean, the Cardinals didn't challenge them at all. They just stepped back, and pat, you know, they played right into the Rams' hands. The Rams want to run after the quarterback, get they don't want to defend the run. The Rams don't want to defend the run. There, there are a bunch of veterans on that team who don't want to play run defense. Uh, and the and the Cardinals just uh lean into them. Great win for the Rams on the road. It's it's getting overshadowed by a lot of the losses. The big losses for the Bills, for the Chiefs. This was a big win for the Rams. I mean, you're two and one. You win on the road. You get the win in division. The Niners look like poop on Sunday night football. Uh, The Seahawks lose at home. Things are feeling good if you're a Rams fan after that loss, you know, that embarrassing loss to Buffalo.
0: No question. Absolutely. Totally agree. Falcons go on the road to the Seahawks. Can't imagine we're going to spend too much time on this game. Although it was a, uh, it was a little entertaining at the end there. You kept waiting for the Seahawks to like make that final drive to get over the top, but the Falcons able to stave off Seattle 27, 23 victory. There Kyle Pitts finally getting involved after being pretty much non-existent from the game plan, the first couple of games of the season. Um, so yeah, I don't honestly have many takeaways from this game. I think it was too fairly, Ah, uh, poor teams uh, that uh, you know were understandably back and forth uh, for much of the game, and uh, twenty to seventeen Seahawks lead at the half, and uh, they end up relinquishing it uh, just barely to the Falcons in the second half.
1: Entertaining game if you're watching it, just because it's back yeah, and forth. But was. I think I think the th- the reason the C- the Falcons won this game is they just have to me more of an identity. I mean, they ran the ball with Cordell Patterson. They kept the ball out of Mariota's hands. They got it into their playmakers. And, you know, for the Seahawks at times, they just, you wonder, what are you doing? Again, it's one of those, it's one of those to win for Atlanta. It's a loss for Seattle, but they both wish they kind of lost the game. Cause these are teams now absolutely, you know, focusing on what is what is roger goodell going to say with the first pick in the nfl draft i mean that that's where you got to be thinking seahawks already won their super bowl they beat russell wilson so we'll see it's gonna be long seasons for both these teams but right now i almost feel like atlanta is scrappy good like atlanta may not be in the number one overall pick conversation like they i i feel like could upset some people i'm not saying they're gonna win five six games but Atlanta getting to four four wins wouldn't shock me.
0: Oh no, not at all. I'm I'm totally on board with that. I, and Seattle I Seattle
1: getting to four wins might shock me.
0: Yes, yes, I I agree with that one. Uh, Desmond Ritter. I mean, if he ends up being a, a a solid quarterback too, I mean, this the Falcons team could be closer to winning. Yeah, than, when uh, do you give him a chance?
1: Don't. I don't know. I mean, Mario. I mean, uh, he yeah, he's looking win. all right. He's, he's
0: looking all right. And I think they need that, you know, mobility that he brings right now. And the, you know, he's clearly got the support of the locker room. I, I think you ride it out for, for quite a while and, you know, maybe yeah. towards the last, you know, five, six games of the season, you roll rolled Ritter out there when uh, it's, when the season's kind of lost at that point and just see what you have. But uh, for right now, they're probably sticking with Mariota, a snooze fest though, uh, the Packers at the Buccaneers, Where's the offense? Where? What are we doing? It's fourteen to twelve. Green Bay somehow just barely pulls out a, a victory in this one. Uh, so I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is really happy. Um, we just a weird game. I mean, the defenses obviously uh, were, were kind of the story of this one. But it was the, the Packers were in control early. You know, they had that 14-3 lead at the half, but then don't score the rest of the game, and. You know, Tom Brady and company are waiting for that drive at the end of the game for them to, to you know, put the dagger in and, and just break the hearts of Green Bay fans. But, you know, the Packers e- ending up with the with the two point win. It was just kind of a sloppy game. Uh, not great offense from either team. Uh, Tom Brady throwing it 42 times. And this is one of those, you know, where he he lost um, for throwing that many times. But I just don't know. Both these teams seem a little bit lost. Uh, offensively and Green Bay was probably the beneficiary of a really injury riddled Bucks team.
1: Probably. Yeah, absolutely. That you nailed it there at the end. Um, I, I mean, obviously if you're a Packers fan, you love, you love the win. You love getting the win on the road. And it's always tough to win on the road. A lot of expectations go in this game, but no Julio, no Mike Evans. Cause Mike Evans with the suspension, the pack the Bucks are down to their third string, right. Tackle. Uh, and the fact that the Bucks were in this game and had a chance to win, I think Tom Brady leaves it and they, he, I think he likes losing this game in a weird way. He can now, he can go to the locker room. He can be harder on the guys this week. Hey, we lost the game. Stop. You know what I mean? Stop thinking we're two and Oh, well, you know, we, you know, we're not, we're in undefeated seasons dead. You know, we, we can be beat at home. That's embarrassing. I, you know, you can give all the rah-rah type stuff that Tom Brady loves to do to get his guys motivated. I still think in the end, I think the Bucs went healthier, the better team right now. Um, and I think, you know, the Bucs will get guys back. Jensen will come back at some point in time this season. Uh, you're going to get obviously Mike Evans back, Julio Jones. I think Cole Beasley will end up being a really great addition for this Bucs team throughout the year as well. I think it was a lot to add him just this week and to get him in a uniform and to play to make any sort of real impact. Um, and for the Packers, I got to be a little critical, of Aaron Rodgers here, dude. You only score fourteen points. You don't have injuries at wide receiver. Those are your guys. Like that's your crew, the crew that you started the season with. That you've played the first two games with. They were all there. I mean, Tom Brady had the excuses of like I'm throwing a cold bleep in Beasley. He just got here, and um, I still have yet to see Aaron Rodgers make a legitimate great connection and start to build a relationship with any of the young wide receivers that uh, the Green Bay brought in for him. And he seems like he just doesn't care to even try to. And, I, I mean, I think it's only going to hurt them in the long run. The Packers have an easier schedule. Uh, at times, they can beat up on, on some bad teams. You know, they're going to get lucky getting the Patriots here now without Mac Jones. They'll get that win in Foxborough against Brian Hoyer. Packers will be sitting pretty end up being six and one or something like that. And people are going to be all riding high in the Packers. But I, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things already I'm seeing for the Packers. that doesn't make me comfortable thinking they're going to win games in January.
0: Yeah, I no, I agree. I mean, I'm not really inspired by the play of either team, but it's hard to judge Tampa as you, you know, point out just with all the injuries. Um, But yeah, this is kind of, you know, it's not the same Packers that we're used to, but at the same time, it it just feels like the script is similar in terms of not not able to necessarily completely pull away in the close games against good competition. Yeah. You know, they can, they can dominate against, you know, lesser opponents, but when it comes to, you know, a slugfest, are they prepared for it? Now, look, they won this game, and you'll take that win, but they're going to have to have some better performances offensively down the stretch. Can't go an entire uh, half getting shut out uh, and and expect to win most games. Finally, Sunday Night Football 49ers at the Broncos. Broncos win 11-10 in the Punt Bowl. Um, just a, a ridiculously boring game. Um, although, hey, Russell Wilson called it a terrific game. So, yeah, that's an interesting uh, way to put it there, Russ. I'm not sure that that's the adjective I would have used to describe that. But how's this? Denver's the first team since 2016. It's been six full seasons uh, to punt 10 plus times and win the game. And uh, that was the Broncos back in 2016 that beat the Jags. So uh, in rare company on that one, but yeah, it was, it was a show of the punters in in this game for sure. 49ers did not look good uh, with Jimmy G at the helm there and good Lord, this Broncos offense is just brutal, man. They just can't, they can't, sustained drives. Yeah. I just, it's, it's bizarre, man. They have so many weapons and Russ, like, Russ just seems completely out of sync with his guys right now.
1: I will say, I, I mean, they did credit where it's due. They won the game in, in late in the fourth quarter. I mean, they put together the 10 play ADR touchdown drive when they need absolutely needed it. Defense True. comes out, gets the interception. Um, I mean, like they did enough to win that game. And so I, I I get they have to get credit for that. I think that Denver is the one team that I pick to make the playoffs right now that I feel really shaky about them actually being able to do it. i I, I really think there's something to Russell Wilson just being a guy that maybe divides a locker room. I mean, it does not seem at all like the Denver teammates and the Denver kind of fan base is really buying this corny shtick that he's selling the whole, like him trying to get his guys on the sideline to call run pass. I mean, I think you saw that viral. It went viral. Yeah. I mean, these are grown men. I mean that, and if they, if he was doing that in Seattle, we didn't know about, it. I mean, there's, there's a reason why guys won't necessarily like maybe fight for you or play for you or can check out. It's, and it's almost when, it's
0: just trying too hard. It comes across yes. as phony at that point.
1: It's, it seems very phony, and for him to say, "Hey, this was a great game." I mean, that's like uh, again, like I, if I'm his teammate, I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about, dude?" Like seriously, yeah. we played like shit. Like it was a, we barely won that game at home, and I will say, on the Niners' half, hard to win in Denver. I want to defend Jimmy G a bit. Uh, apparently the dude didn't even get a playbook. Now he knows the playbook, but they didn't give him one all off season because they didn't want the whole, he might be getting traded to Seattle. Like there was a legitimate, uh, you know, there's, I think you got to give him another week or two. He's got the whole season. He's the starter now. So there's no going to someone else. Um, I haven't looked ahead of their schedule, but I think, I do think the Niners like he'll be Okay. This loss wasn't. Um, it's not like he threw seven picks and was embarrassing himself. I mean, the 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 the, the stepping out of bounds is not great, and he wasn't accurate. But I, I I'm not ready to write off Jimmy G and this Niners team completely yet. Um, really boring game, sloppy game. I heard a stat somewhere. It was on PMT about part of my take. They were talking about how every like. 30 of the last 40 primetime games have hit the under. Like they're just these guys in primetime. A lot of these p- recent primetime games have just not been good. And this is another great example of just an absolute dud. The crazy thing, Dan, remember how many times the Broncos are on primetime? We get a lot more of watching Russ cook in primetime the rest of this year. Uh, I'm going to try to find it right now. Broncos, uh, they are a 325 start next week. Then they are Thursday night football on the 6th, Monday night football on the 17th of October, and then they are Sunday um, in uh, uh, England. So in October, three of their four games are primetime standalone games. So we get a lot of Denver over the next couple of weeks. And for a team that looks unorganized and slightly just... the. Uh, No, uh, talk about like no sense of direction. Where's my true North? No compass. It could get brutal for Denver. I really do think it could.
0: And Nathaniel Hackett going out and hiring, uh, an an assistant to help him make game management decisions. I get the, uh, I get the sentiment. I think it's, uh, you know, it's always a good thing to be able to admit when you're wrong and and be able to make mistakes sooner rather than later. I wanted but to mention that at the same that. time it's like dude you're the head coach and you really at, in 3 games in need to hire someone to help you with managing games that's kind of the whole point of a head coach. So look, hopefully it works, but that's also something that gives you pause like man maybe you are in over your head, you know, early on. But look, I mean, I'm happy he's at least addressing something that's a clear problem rather than burying his head in the sand. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's a little weird though. But and and at the same time, Jimmy Garoppolo bails out Dan Orlovsky after all of these years as being the quarterback to run out of his own end zone. Although Dan Orlovsky did it in a little bit more uh, theatrical method, Jimmy G now uh, is the most recent quarterback to safety his own team. But well, it was yeah, much Orlovsky more understandable
1: cuz he's like Mark he's like uh, Mark Sanchez when the putt hit the when the punt hit the butt, everyone goes back to yeah. Sanchez. Orlovsky will always be anytime a quarterback steps out of bounds, he's the guy they're going to go to. They're not going to go to Jimmy G and Orlovsky. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G stepped Orlovsky literally ran, ran. The back yeah, the exactly.
0: Engine. Exactly. It was a, it, it was a good few seconds of not realizing it. So yeah, no, a little more understandable on Jimmy G's part. Monday night football. What do you think? Well, you know, uh, Daniel Jones is 0 and 8 on Monday night football or in primetime games, I should say. So that's a, uh, that's a little rough. I'll give the Giants the win, though, in this one. They're at home against Cooper Rush. I think that, uh, that you know, first game of Cooper Rush, you know, inspiring football uh, has worn off already. And uh, while I think the Cowboys have a better roster, I think Dable's just got his guys playing well. I think they're at home, and that's going to help play into this thing. And uh, I see Saquon Barkley being a big factor in this game. Whereas I, I mean, it's just, it's Cooper rush. Like, I don't know how much fa- I, I'm, I would rather have Daniel Jones than Cooper rush as my quarterback. And so while he's 0 and 8, I'll take, I, I'll take the better quarterback and the better running game right now over a slightly better defense. Well, probably not slightly m- much better defense in Dallas. It's somewhat of a wash. I'm not thinking it's a blowout, but I'll take the giants in this one.
1: Yeah, they're man. favored by I, one, by the way. It is a weird – I don't know how to feel necessarily. I think I'm going to take the Giants as well. I just feel crazy because I had the Giants 0-3 and like to start the year. I was looking back on it, looking at all yeah. these games. And now they're so going to be 3-0? <laughs> to now feel like they're going to be 3-0, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I do think there's a lot of context to their, to their start, and I don't um, – I mean, I just love seeing the Cowboys lose too. So there's something there's just something fun in that. I I don't think that Cooper Rush is going to have a great game. I think there is that. Hey, you can have one game coming out there at home. This is on the road, prime time. I don't know how much I'm actually going to watch because it's going to be. I have a feeling it's just going to be a little ugly, low scoring prime times. Take the under, uh, run fest. There'll be a lot of handing the ball off but i you know i think if you're the giants for a chance to go and put the cowboys to one and two to get to 3 and 0 oh, to stay in step with the eagles i mean it's massive it's massive but again i don't know if you're a giants fan you want that because you i feel like you know that daniel jones is not your future so, but maybe the giants are going to be that team who says we're not going to go draft a guy we're going to we're going to trade or get in the free agent market for a guy you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just don't know like that. It just it feels hard if I'm a Giants fan winning these these games and being this good. But also things have been so bad for you. You, you got to build a winning culture. Dayball certainly looks like he's doing that. So it's a fascinating dynamic. I, I, I'll I, take the Giants, too. And um, and and we'll see how many more weeks till Dak gets back another one or two.
0: Yeah, probably uh, sooner rather than later. I'd say probably two weeks though, and uh, they desperately need it. And so uh, I need about forty points from Cooper Rush that I haven't. I have him starting in a super flex league because Trey Lance got hurt, and everyone has has three quarterbacks in that league. So I had to go and pick the uh, the bottom of the barrel of the starting quarterback. So yeah, forty points from him. I think I can get that done. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, go- good luck. That'd be sweet yeah, if he did. Yeah. Jerry Jones wants amazing. that to happen. He said he wants a QB competition. He
0: wants he wants the controversy. Jerry Jones just, man, that guy loves talking to the media for sure. Uh, crazy report that just came down. Uh, hopefully it's not serious. And it the only report that I'm seeing is from underdog NFL. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, they're reporting that Miles Garrett was involved in a car crash after practice today and was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Obviously, that could cover a wide range of factors. So, wow, that'll be something certainly to uh, to monitor if this report is true.
1: Uh, I'm looking. Just I just went just a to Twitter. Ago.
0: Um, they're the only ones I'm seeing that are talking about it. So I don't know, you know, where they got it from.
1: My, Cameron Justice, uh, a W E W S reporter for News Five Cleveland, tweets out: "Okay, Miles okay. Garrett was." In a single car crash after practice day, he and a passenger suffered non-life-threatening industries, transported to hospital. She repeated, she replied to her own tweet. The car went off the side of the road and flipped several times.
0: Ooh. Uh, And then he does say he sustained minor injuries yeah I, I mean he's probably all right but you know he might miss a game or something you know what if he got a concussion from it or you know who knows I mean, a lot of things can happen uh
1: in a car well in a single car crash him and another person in it you'd like to make sure you know what I mean there could be charges I mean you never know what what went into why and who was
0: driving you
1: know, yes yeah. how fast all that other stuff that's going to be a storyline to keep an eye out for over the next day or two
0: yeah for sure for sure we'll keep an eye on that but that will do it for us here on the Football Lounge. We'll be back, uh, you know, next week with a Week Four recap. But until then, have a great week, everyone.